Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Y'all, y'all sat there, Glenn? You, you I'll tell little, you. <laughs> little, Brian's all business, man. I'll tell you. I know, man. There is no break in this studio. You just, it's, it's get after it. Get after it. and uh, Start doing the sober push-ups. That's right. And thanks to Audio Hive and Brian getting us kicked off. You know, we uh, were sitting here chatting and... and uh, and, and the mics aren't the mics aren't hot as they say they should be I'm telling you we keep talking about that that one of these days we should do the parking lot I know you know, pre-session. And all of a sudden I hear you two and I'm like, oh, we're on. You know, <laughs> oh, awesome. people are joining us at the coffee shop. This well, we, we do have an update. Yeah, okay, go ahead. We, we, we probably need um, to boost the, the uh, coffee kitty because oh, uh, yeah. Audio Hive yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe or is transitioning oh. to Audio Hive Video Hive. Audio Hive Video so Hive. So you never know. Well, so our coffee may not just be audio anymore. Oh, may, may, the may big throw in some video. Season one, right? <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's great. Uh, it's good fantastic. seeing you, brother. Hey, good seeing you, too. I got oh, my running shoes on today, Glenn. Dude, so do I, man. I got new running shoes. Nice. Man. I haven't nice. run in them yet, but it's all about sounds the equipment. Good. Well, I, right. you know, I run to the 7-Eleven in mine. Get a Slurpee. <laughs> well, at least you don't run to the liquor store anymore, right? <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> Amen, man. Yeah. All right, man. So it's great. Hey, we got our normal table again. Love it. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, what's on topic today? You know what? <clears throat> you made a list a while back of just kind of, you know, you know, sober spews. You know, probably a good way to put it. <laughs> but just a list of stuff that you know topics, and um, you know, some of it comes from listeners. You know, we get some great interaction from listeners on uh, podcast. At sober.coffee. Mm-hmm. That's our um, email address, right? Podcast at sober.coffee, but also on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, you know, so, so I started looking at this list and, and, you know, I started, one really popped out and it's called Recovery is Not a Race. Mm. And, um, wow, I thought it was, right? Yeah, so, right. so, you know, what, when I started looking at that and it really stuck with me, I started thinking about progressive recovery, mm. right? Um, so I just thought, hey, let's just throw it out there and, and, and chew on it for a while. So so my question is, is progressive recovery a thing, or is this just what you're coining it? That's just what I coined it. Okay. And and so what... Well, no, I shouldn't say that. So I actually Googled it. Yeah. And and there's some program out there called Progressive Recovery. Eddie's Progressive Recovery? But I didn't really look into it. Okay. But... Well, maybe, I, but I did see it. All right, maybe we'll check it out. If it's yep. anything decent, we'll throw it in the resource room. <clears throat> that sounds great. That sounds great. So, you know, when when you sit there and say recovery is not a race, mm-hmm. I have to take you back to my first rehab. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. When, when you have to number them, right? <laughs> it's it, it's like numbering wives. Did you have you know? like one A and then one B, or mm-hmm. was it just no? One? I had I, I had solid numbers: one, okay. two, three, okay. four, you know, et cetera. So, et cetera. I yeah, that's fed up. That's pretty bad. So, right. um, you're here my, now. You're yep, here now. Absolutely, man. I haven't had a drink yet today, and it's six thirty uh, in the morning. So, there you go. So, my first rehab, I remember, was out in Laguna Beach, and it was like this real posh place, and you know, 
real important things for sobriety, like a private chef and massages and stuff like that. You it's know, important. Really feeds, really feeds sobriety. So <clears throat> I, um, I, I got a temporary sponsor while I was out there, and it was a guy that came and talked to our program. And we had 30 people on our program, whatever. And, and he came and spoke, and, and I just knew he had to be my temporary sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I knew it because he had a really cool watch on. He had some cool, you know, Gucci's on. And, um, and, and so I thought, well, he's probably of, the, of my caliber, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and he probably qualifies to be a temporary sponsor. So I didn't want this how much of an asshole I was. I didn't want anybody else in the room to tap him as a temporary sponsor. You had to get him first. Right in the middle of the meeting. Oh, you did. I raised my hand. I'm like, I'm like hey, dude, you know, would you be my temporary sponsor? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'll talk to you after the meeting. <clears throat> So anyhow, I, I I can remember him, great guy, but I I can he he put up with me and and but I can remember driving down. He had a um, convertible Mercedes, and we were driving down Pacific Coast Highway, and I can remember like it was yesterday. I remember I had my nice watch on. I remember tapping it with two fingers mm-hmm. and looking at him. I'm like, hey dude, we got to finish these twelve steps. I got to get back to work in three weeks. All right. I can remember doing that. So so clearly, you know, he realized. Who, you know, what he had as a sponsee. Exactly. He, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said just to this guy. Um, but I thought it was a race. I thought it was yeah. 12 steps. And, and I didn't really know about AA until I went to this rehab and was thrown into this AA meeting after, you know, six days in detox. I, I didn't know. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I'm a driven, goal-oriented guy. Let's get these steps let's done. Get, right? Let's get them done, right? It's and, a checklist. And, and I remember him looking at me. He goes, look, let me just tell you. He goes, if you ever finish the steps before you pass away, you're in trouble. All right. He says, the steps are an ongoing process. So that was kind of being thrown into it from what it looks like as a race. Right, right. So but, you were looking at it like, like a sprint. Because when you say race, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay with it being a race uh, across, you know, a long distance race, a marathon, mm-hmm. right? It's And that might scare some people away, too, you know, because... It, it, when a finish line is a long way away, there's a lot of work in between uh, the first step and the last step. Right? Yeah, but I didn't want a lot of work. I know. I wanted right. immediate result, and I was frustrated that I had to take 30 days. Right, right. I mean, I you know, I was into taking you know a pill, promise right. of a pill, right? right? Right. That never lived up. Right. So when you first walked into AA, what were you thinking as far as time frame? I mean, were you thinking it was – Pretty, oh, uh, yeah, honestly, pretty sure. quick fix. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. First of all, they one of the first things I heard in there is, "Oh, welcome to your first meeting." Hey, really try and get ninety into ninety, right? And we talked about this a little oh, bit yep, when Natalie yep. was at the coffee shop, right? And and I thought, <clears> oh, great, so this is a ninety day program, perfect for me. <laughs> um, you know, that fits into my calendar. But no, the reality because. It, Here's the thing. I don't. I didn't want to say the word forever. I didn't. So when you, when you say the word forever, meaning that, quitting forever, quitting forever, oh, right? Yeah, so th- so I that means it. there's no finish line, and that's very frustrating. Walking through the door and thinking that never, never is a big word, right? Um, never is not so ominous to me now, and never is. I'm okay running the race because I'm enjoying the scenery. You know, that's a great way to look at it. So when when I started thinking of the word progressive recovery, mm-hmm. you know. I immediately don't like that because I want instant results. Mm-hmm. You know, now I've changed, but that's primarily how I live my entire life. I wanted instant results. Um, but what I 
the first thing that I focused on mm-hmm. that really helped me, Mikey, was my alcoholism was progressive. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It I didn't sure go was. from I didn't go from level one hundred to zero, the point of surrender, you know, in one day or one week or thirty days. Mm-hmm. You know, I progressively got worse day by day, month by month, year by year. It got worse. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I say that, I'm reminded of the uh, the frog story. And, and, and they actually call it the boiling frog syndrome, right? Where if you put a frog into a pot of boiling water, it jumps right out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get boiled. It jumps right out. But if you put a frog into a pot of cool or warm water and turn it up a degree at a time, mm-hmm. it will eventually hang out until it boils. Mm -hmm. And I look at that in my own drinking career Mm -hmm. is if, if you had told me day one, you take that drink, you're going to land up losing everything you have in your life, Mm -hmm. everything that you love, all the people that you love, all the money that you have, Mm -hmm. all the prestige you have, you're going to lose it all. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be sitting on your counselor's floor on a Friday afternoon without a thing in the world. And saying, I'll do anything you tell me to do. I never would have taken that first drink. But you know what the thing is? It, it wasn't, <clears throat> I don't know if you would have or wouldn't have. Because as I'm listening, I'm saying, well, would I have done it? I probably wouldn't have believed that 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 I was charting the course that you that. were describing. Yeah, right? I, I totally I, I get think that. Maybe, maybe, Glenn, maybe that's for, for you, somebody else. not for Mike. Yeah, somebody <laughs> else. But not I for totally me, right? I totally get that. That's so right? funny. I so, totally get that. But but I love the analogy great. of the frog because because I see that on the flip side that was me in, in addiction because I didn't think that I was going to get to that point but I did where physically I had to have that drink in the morning in the morning the, I don't care if the morning was four five six seven eight nine a.m. or four five mm-hmm. six seven eight nine p.m. whenever my morning was I physically had to drink because I, my body was just needing it and and if I would have saw that path. Your question was, would I have taken that first drink? I probably still would have because that's just Mike. It goes back to no, that hole that. In the, the hole in the soul, the understanding the ism episode that we did. You know, I probably still would have done it. But I love the frog analogy because isn't that kind of what we're doing now in recovery? In recovery, we're in a positive way. We're we're turning the gauge of the temperature in, in a proactive, positive way. No, I, I really love that. And that's why I, I, I say that my recovery is also progressive. Right. Meaning, you know, and they say it in the promises, the nine-step promises. Uh, they say sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Right. What I have learned and what I have, you know, really taken to heart, I've learned patience. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's mostly the slow train. Mm-hmm. You know, I... My days of instant fixes, my days of the 30 days, 12 step program are over. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I've learned that from the steps of AA. I've learned it from my sponsor. I've learned it from hanging out with you and other guys in the program. Um, but, but one of the things along that way, because, you know, I was really, you know, I like to think of analogies, right? Or think of metaphors and and I've shared this before. In fact, we did an episode on it, the right-hand, left-hand thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's hard to be a right-hander your whole life mm-hmm. and immediately today start living as a left-hander. Sure. That takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes focus. It takes awareness. It takes acceptance that, 
okay, I'm not a right-hander anymore. I want to use my right hand. I'm so good with my right hand. Mm -hmm. My right hand worked so many times, but now I can't do it, right? Now I've got to use my left hand. So that was probably the number one metaphor of being okay with things taking a while. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it made sense to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, when I was uh, in my youth, we'd play street ball, um, you know, just a stick ball. Yeah, kind of. You know, oh, bat, you know, cheap, nice, yeah. cheap bat. A, you know, a, a tennis ball, and we just go hit the street and, and hit. That it must around. have been before video games, and right. Oh, absolutely. Social media. And thank goodness before video, because I wasn't a pretty player. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but at any rate, I I um, one of my friends was was a switch hitter, and uh, he could bat righty or bat lefty, mm. and I thought that was so amazing. So I tried it. But to your point, how awkward that was at the beginning, but. Over a summer, I, by the end of the summer, I was feeling pretty comfortable about it, and and I really enjoyed it. The, I enjoyed the the challenge of of knocking that ball with with the left handed bat uh, was much more rewarding than the natural way, which was with the right handed bat. If that makes any sense. Right. So, if if recovery mm -hmm. is not a race, let me throw out a question to you. Mm -hmm. How long do you think it should take? To get through the twelve steps. Mm. Well, oh, I see not the, as bad. I, yes. I see the pause. That's, well, hey, hey, Brian, that's the value of the video. Yeah, right. Somewhere between tapping your watch and your entire life, right? <laughs> so somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the in between there, and and it really goes to the end of the look. The way it was so funny when when I first was in rehab and they were explaining. Okay, we got twelve steps. The first three, you know, he, he you can't. He, he can let them, right? And mm -hmm. the next three, so cleaning up, taking care of yourself, the next, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then 10, 11, 12 were maintenance steps that kind of looped you back to one. And and it reminded me of that song, right, that we sang when we were kids. You know, it's this is a song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. And then it just keeps looping, right? <laughs> and uh, I never heard that one. Oh, no, it's fantastic. And, and that's, but that's the program. But what I've found is that, Every time you go around, you know, how many are there shows you watch on TV? Let me ask you this. Are there shows that you've watched on TV more than once? Is, do you, have you binged anything where you've watched a show more? I don't, you know, name Rarely. I have done it rarely. Oh, okay. There's a couple of movies I've watched a lot. Have you ever read a book twice? Probably, yeah. Okay. And and the second time through that book, didn't you pick out things you didn't Absolutely. pick out the first time? And, and repetition's that, the mother of all knowledge. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is that every time I go through, like when I'm working, I'll try and get this into a succinct point. Yes, I got to Good step, luck. Yeah, right. Yes, I got <laughs> to step 12. And I'm going to answer your question, how long should it take? Um, I get to step 12, but, but step 12 says go help the next guy, right? And the next guy, we're, we're starting to work on step one. And as I'm working on step one with him, I'm working on step one with me. I'm, I'm readdressing new things come up boy did i really say i'm uh, you know this my life is being my an alcoholic right step two step three step four i get to step 12 it tells me to go help another guy now i'm helping another guy i'm back to step one right so it just keeps going on and on but every time i go through it i learn more stuff about not the person i'm working with but guess who i learn more stuff about me i learn more stuff about me and that's been the beauty of this progressive race for me this progressive run is that as I go further and further down the path, I'm learning more about me. And and it's really, for, for lack of a better term, a joy because yeah, I learned some nasty things about me, but I get to work on them then. 
and turn them into, into positive traits. Let me answer your question. I don't think, and I've read the first 164, and I said this before, 164 pages of the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, never in there does it de 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 deflect on how much time, reflect on how much time mm -hmm. it takes to do a step. There, I think that as an individual, um, sometimes you're going to park on a step, and that's what's important to do. So you said a lot. In, in, Thank you. It's the it's the uh, tall coffee right here. It's, you have you have my, a tall one today. Speaking. No, so you, you you said a lot, and I made a couple notes. Um, you know, so two of the things or two words that I wrote down was a perpetual cycle. Mm. So mm -hmm. one of the key things that, that I took out, and 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 I I'm living it with you, is once you get to the twelve steps. And if you do the 12th step, which is reach out and help another alcoholic, mm -hmm. then you're back at step one mm -hmm. with, with them, them, right? And then you work the 12 with them. Right. Um, secondly, I love what you say about going through it a second time. I have learned more in this program from sponsoring guys and going through the steps with them mm -hmm. than I ever did going them through myself. Mm -hmm. It just, whether it's the, the repetitions, the mother of all knowledge, whether it's seeing somebody else's, you know, intention and purpose of doing the steps, or or maybe I focus better, right? Because I'm with somebody and we're paying attention to each other and maybe I paid attention better, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I love that you pointed that out. I love that you pointed out that there's no timeline because there is no timeline, no. right? And I love that you pointed out that it's different for each person, mm -hmm. right? Um, the one thing that I, I think is more important than time is that you put in the effort, the focus, and commitment on a daily, weekly, regular basis. Boy, you can't understate that. <clears throat> yeah, the, the effort, focus, and commitment to do it, you know, daily, weekly, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it doesn't matter. Just keep going, mm -hmm. right? Keep going. You know, I think the key is always, you know, taking the next step. Always what's next? What can I do better? What can I work on next? Mm -hmm. How can I look at this? How can I work with my sponsor? You know, and, and I think as long as you're doing that, mm -hmm. and I mean, one, I mean, there's folks I know that are seven years in the program, never really worked the steps, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, they work a step a year or they work, you know, and, and you know, w what I have seen with them um, from those types of folks is they stay sober, mm -hmm. but they don't get the benefit of working the steps and the value and the rewards of working the steps in the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't drink. But when I talk to them, they sound miserable mm -hmm. in all areas of their life. And what was nuts, I was talking to this one guy. The conversation I had with him was exactly word for word what we had two years ago. Right. And I'm like, well, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, the conversation hasn't changed because you're not doing anything to change the conversation. Oh, I love that line. You know? I love that line. You know, Glenn, I, I think that, that you hit the nail on the head, and that is that it this thing takes effort. And so you're going to have two types of people at a minimum, you know, those that are willing to take the effort and, and press on and maybe 
experience a little pain as they're running. You know, I was a marathon runner. And, so then, and the other kind of person is the kind of person that wants to embrace it because they they want to perform well in the race, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so in order to do that, have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Pete McGill? No. Okay, Pete McGill was, um, uh, he's an author, he's a coach. He's a five-time USA Master Cross Country Runner of the Year. Five-time Runner of the Year. And uh, and I That's love, why I've never heard of him. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I cross-countryed in high school, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for several reasons we'll talk about later. But but he's got one quote that uh, that I hung on when I was running, and I think it's really applicable here this morning as we talk about races. And he says this. He says, so the trick is to stop worrying about the stride or the pace. Find an effort level that you're confident you can maintain and then make that your guide. Does that make sense? In other words, it, it's not it's it's not your pace because if you start a, a marathon, you start a cross-country run and your pace is too fast, you're going to burn out, right? It's it, So it's that you got to find that what he calls your effort level, not your pace, but your effort level. And the differentiator there is in my the way I read it and the way I applied it to my life is – You've got to run feeling just that little bit of pain that you're not killing yourself in the first mile, but you're, but you're not, you're not you're stretching. You're, yeah, you're stretching. Thank you. So I just had a great thought, Mike. It was a gem. Uh, and where'd it go? <laughs> just <laughs> right out, right out. No idea. Right no on outside. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Here, here it comes back. Oh, hold on. Here it comes back. Okay. So. One of the things that I love about AA and, and working with a sponsor, mm-hmm. because when you were talking about finding a pace that's comfortable, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of internally driven, right? So I can put myself at a pretty good pace. Mm-hmm. But there are times, especially in AA, especially in step four, mm-hmm. right? I see a lot of people put pause, put the brakes on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because it's not a real comfortable step. You know, no. you start really digging in the dirt, right? right. So one of the things, and, and I really value about AA, is, is the sponsorship where, you know, as a sponsee, I needed my sponsor to nudge me, mm-hmm. you know, to do check-ins. Mm-hmm. Hey, Glenn, how's that step four come along? You've been mm-hmm. hanging on it. You know, what are we going to do, right? Be- right? Because sponsors know that it's, it, it's not the most pleasant step. Right. Right? And it takes, it takes work. It takes focus. It takes commitment to get through it. So it, it's good to have somebody set a plan because I see people that, that try to do it without sponsorship or, or, or their sponsor doesn't really, their sponsor doesn't drive them. Right. 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 So I just see them hang out on step four for a year. Right. And, and, and it's not that they're really working on stuff. Right. They just don't want to face it. Could it be a pace car? I think a pace car is great. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could be a pace, you know, you've got the, you've got the pace car. Uh, you've got the pace car that's keeping keeping everybody in track, and the same thing like when we were when we were cross country running in high school, you know we we would take the lead. There would be like mm-hmm. a lead run, yep. and and he kind of set the tone, you know. So I really like that. Your sponsor yeah. can be your pace car, right? I love that, right? All right, it's brother. Responsibility. It's good stuff. So we ran the race today. I love running the race. You know, it's better to run the race and run it slow, right. and not not to run the race at all. Right. Yep. Strap on the shoes, man. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yep. Totally agree. All right, brother. Is that a wrap? Oh, that's a great, man. Progressive recovery. I think that's, I think I'm going to trademark that. All right. I love it. Boom. All right, Chief. See you later, man. See you. Love you. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. 
To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 